This is Late Afternoon Gaming doing a little more Adventurers League tomfoolery. This session is called Herald of the Moon. After some discussion, we decided to roll up some new level 20 characters and see what kind of trouble we could get up to in the land of Elventry. We will do session 20 eventually, so please keep listening and tell your friends about Late Afternoon Gaming. Enjoy. What about concurrently and we all like roll up some level 20s real quick? <laughs> While our heroes went to go handle this witch problem, these other heroes had to handle mm. this problem. Yeah, roll, roll up a new level 20 character real quick. Sweet. Is that is that actually the plan? Yeah, do that right now. Nice. Okay. I'm going to roll a die for class. Let's see. Are they? One, two, three. Five, and nine, then ten, hand that 12. character to the person to your right. Ah! I'm Gratina. Oh, yeah, if you could just randomly generate a level 20 character, that would be <laughs> yeah. great. That's <laughs> probably a way to do it somewhere. Yeah, actually, oh, right. yeah, I didn't even realize there, that was There's a random character button. Is there? Randomize. Oh, Choose fuck. level. Yeah. 20. <laughs> uh, allow multi-class. Yes. Yeah. Allow feats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like level two and ten different things. Randomize level 20. Yeah, I actually love this. Okay, level right. 20. My okay. character's name is so Bob. I know this, the, Bob this whole session is going to be you guys going, oh, I can do this. Oh. All right. Let's see what we got. <laughs> oh, uh, and then don't, don't don't tell anyone. <sighs> All right. Hit us with the uh, with the intro, Duncan. <laughs> All right, you're, you're ready. That's what you're telling me. I'm not, but let's go. So, the party is out walking. You three have known each other for... Well, actually, you, you don't know each other at all. You were just all out walking, and three paths converge at one spot. You see each other for the first time. Look each other up and down. Uh, Shepard, what do they see when they look at you? When they look at me, they see... What time of day is it? Uh, so, it is late, late afternoon. afternoon. Um, late and afternoon. Actually, you know what? No, I, I told myself I was going to do a little more scene setting. So, you are walking through the forest near Hillsfall. Um, and it's a beautiful fall day. Uh, red and yellow leaves fill the trees and some have begun to fall to the ground uh, so the forest is open and beautiful and full of, of fall colors it's a it's a warm day but you can tell that it's going to be a crisp chilly evening and you're beginning to hear uh, the sounds of the forest change and so it's more of a you know, more, there's more rustling noise than there would be in the spring because of the leaves on the ground and the twigs and things like that. And uh, the three of you, well, you're out walking for your own reasons. I'll let you decide that. But um, you're walking uh, through a bit of forest path that you haven't been on before. And uh, you realize that you can hear the sound of footsteps crunching towards you as the paths converge. Shepard, what do they see? So walking down the road sort of... Seemingly staying in the shadow of the trees, you see this red-skinned uh, man walking, uh, walking, walking down the road with a gigantic wide-brim hat uh, through which two horns poke. Um, all all skin that could be exposed to the sun is covered in clothing, um, and it, he seems like he's really excited for the for the sun to set. Who knows why? He just doesn't <laughs> seem to like the sunlight. Oh, how mysterious! Uh, he's he's thin. Um, he's got a, like a, a stick that he's using it like a walking stick, but it seems very like firm and slightly ornate. Um, and, uh, otherwise, uh, he's incredibly handsome, very handsome. Uh, and he smiles when he sees you. 
and you can see that some of his teeth are kind of sharp. Who knows why? They just kind of are. <laughs> okay. Jack. Uh, on the road, you see a sort of bluish-skinned, elvish man with a big old cloak and a, just a bunch of machines strapped to him. Uh, he's very burly, and he has... He's got, like, a bunch of gizmos and then also a bunch of spell components. And he's also super jacked and has a mace. It looks like he doesn't really... He hasn't quite figured out how he wants to kill things, but boy, does he have a lot of options but he's when gonna. it comes to it. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he'll figure it out. Um, but he doesn't look like he's very comfortable with any of them. He, he kind of... He, he doesn't seem like he's really an expert on anything. Uh, but he's... He seems excited to just be out and about and potentially run into some people where he can test out his toys and, you know, maybe go out and kill some stuff. He smiles at you as well, but there's a... He's, he's sizing you up when he does it. Okay. And nerf. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you see, walking down the road, uh, a slight limp in their step. Um, this, like, long gray cloak covering chainmail. Um, this blue-skinned fellow with red eyes... Um, I think you see a drop of blood drip down his eye. Um, <clears throat> he's he's kind of limping along with just this forlorn look to his eyes that like he's just had to make a really hard decision and he, he thinks it probably wasn't the right one. Um, do you see him stoop for a second and <coughs> cough into his cloak uh, and he coughs up blood? Oh my. Allow me to look through my spells to see if I have anything that can heal people. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Uh, <laughs> on seeing this, Wolfana casts Healing Word. Um, <laughs> Adsandro the Faithless uh, kind of raises a hand and says, Easy, friend. Unfortunately, oh. magic cannot fix what ails me. But what if I cast it using technology? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have sixth level spells? Uh, nope. No, sorry, that's nothing you can do. <laughs> hmm. Uh, so, as you stand there looking at each other, you realize there's actually a fourth path connecting to this one. It's an intersection. And walking down that path is a young elf. Can you uh, draw elf? a fourth path? I only see three. Uh, I can't. Yeah, Duncan, come on. You're ruining my immersion. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I say, my good fellows, what's down this fourth path? Oh, it's an elf. I don't know. Let's check it out. <laughs> so walking down this path is uh, a young elf. Oh, and he looks familiar. He looks at you and he says, my name is Neri. May I have help? With what? He looks at you and says, come with me. We must make haste to Elventry. Okay. And then he begins jogging off towards Elventry. Uh, oh my me. god, slow down. <laughs> I guess I follow. Well, my friends, I have nothing better to do. I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> Did I tell you I tried to be a wizard once? <laughs> How'd that work out? <laughs> the adventure begins in Elventry, in the tree cottage of Elenil Elacidel, where the party has answered her call. We'll, we'll call her El. Elventree is a modest community, largely comprised of non-human refugees from Hillsfar's Great Law of Humanity. Surrounded on three sides by low hills dotted with caves, Elventree's dwellings are constructed primarily in the branches of trees, with rope ladders and walkways connecting them. 
The ground is reserved for cook fires and gathering spaces where residents meet to pass news or share a song. Hang on, is this the one where we go underground to fight the Sahu again underwater? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I think that one also started in Elven Tree. It did. There's a lot going on in Elven Tree. Do, do you guys think... Yeah, it's, it's not. It's a different one. Any of the other guys think that naming a elven city in the trees elven tree is like kind of, you know, a little lazy? It's probably just a translation thing. Ah. Elenil Elacidil is an elven bard of some renown. Hey, I've heard of you, I think. <laughs> this meeting <laughs> takes place away from the normal trappings of authority in the community. It is a private matter, and so Elenil has invited the party to speak with her in her modest cottage built into the, is it boughs of a tree? Yeah. They're bows. Yeah, bows. I think it's bows. Into the boffs of a tree. Boff. Uh, she exchanges pleasantries with you, and then withdraws a small parcel of expensive cloth from a hidden jacket pocket, and opens it to reveal a plain coin. Could close your eyes and imagine a coin. Wow, what a coin. I think I see a coin. It doesn't look like much, just an old coin, weathered nearly black with age, as coins... You know, as, as happens to coins. They turn black. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, still, the obvious care with which Elenil Elacidil, the moon-silver herald of Elventry, handles the relic suggests there is more to it than meets the eye. Hey, what's the deal with that coin? Elenil lifts the coin delicately <laughs> from its velvet wrap, holding it away from herself with some distaste as she offers it to you for inspection. I take it and inspect it. I know it doesn't look like much. But this scrap of metal was both expensive and dangerous for me to obtain. I appreciate you answering my calls so quickly. What little shadow magic remains inside this coin is fast fading, and it could prove to be the key to righting an old wrong that has long distressed my family. Go on. What's, uh, what's the old wrong that we're writing? And what's, what's shadow magic? She gestures and says, Please take a seat on one of the boffs. <laughs> I I go to one of the boffs and take a seat. I, I sit on the other boff. My ancestor was a knight of the now-ruined elven kingdom of Myth Draenor named Myra Ferendwil. When the elves departed in the retreat, Myra swore an oath to Vabalus Emerith to defend one of his temples from their longtime enemies, the Netherese. When she says the Netherese... You feel a cold chill. A tingle run down your spine. Oh my god, the netherese. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she looks at you as if Thank that should um that should, you know, be perfectly clear. Thank god. I, text. The I didn't think I could feel shades. anything anymore. <laughs> Eventide Abbey was constructed centuries ago by Elven tree singers. Massive shadow top trees were gradually coaxed into the desired position. And the abbey took form high in the tree branches. And she looks at you again and blinks. Okay. The netherese never came, and Myra eventually died, and her spirit was born to the abbey she had sworn to defend. She does not serve alone, however. When the elves withdrew during the retreat, they left guardians behind to warn their most sacred sites. The abbey is likely to contain the spirits of its defenders and may still house active magical traps designed to thwart intruders. Okay, real quick. I already lost the plot. What's, uh, <laughs> what do you want us to do and why? The coin is... 
is a shade coin, a token of favor long used to signify rank in the empire of Netheril, which Elanil obtained by calling in various favors among the Harpers. It is harmless now, but still contains lingering traces of shadow magic that mark its bearer as an agent of Netheril. Elanil believes that bringing the... Oh, no, I'm Elanil. I right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that bringing the coin to the heart of Eventide Abbey will allow Myra to fulfill her oath to Labolus and Arith by defending the temple from the Netherese. Oh, wait, so we have to get this thing... We have to get this Netherese artifact into the temple so that she can say that she successfully prevented the Netherese from entering the temple? That doesn't make any sense. She blinks and looks at you again and says... The power within the coin is quickly fading and unlikely to last more than a few days longer, spurring me to act in haste. Well, I guess we better get that in there. It's a daily before reaching the Abbey and drawing Myra's spirit into combat. It might be years before I get another opportunity to free my ancestor from the oath which trapped her for eternity. Why, uh, why should we care? Because there is one person in Elfentree with vast knowledge about Cormanther, Serenia, a priestess of Mieliki, who oversees the Hall of the Unicorn. She may be able to offer some wisdom regarding traveling in the forest. So I, I'm lying. Where, where are we taking this coin again? So, so why, why should I care, though? Seriously. I'll give you some gold. How much? Um, uh, 1,000 gold. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, all right. From my personal wealth. Sure, whatever. All right. All right, yeah, I'll do it. Come back when it's done. Uh, hey, do you guys have any idea right. where this place I, is? I take the coin and then consult my spell list. <laughs> uh, I, I, so I turn to the woman and say, could you tell us where the, uh, where this place is? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> which, which place? Uh, the place Maddie. you want us to go. Uh, oh, um... Th- Let me check my notes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... I'm gonna take this time to cast... Find, the Abbey! <laughs> I'm gonna take this time to cast... Find Greater Steed. Oh, nice. Um, even though we're, we're up in the treetops. Yeah. And I'm gonna get a... Uh, I'm gonna get a griffin. And... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we'll go with the griffin. I'll be like, alright guys, I, I got us a ride. Oh, dude, that's tight. <laughs> Everyone hop on. Do you happen to have a griffin token? If not, that's fine. Uh, I'm sure. Okay. Well, we have a flying griffin now. Alright, uh, are we going to the abbey or, or where? What? She was about to tell us where the abbey is. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Never mind, as you were. I don't. I don't have. Okay, okay. So, so we arrive at the abbey. Oh, hold on, I gotta find a griffin. I think maybe you don't know where the abbey is. I, I, I have no idea. Let's, let's just fly into the air. We'll probably see it. Yeah, okay. Um, so you're not going to go there. You're going to go to the Hall of the Unicorn. Hey, guys, let's... Uh, I, oh, I can't, we can't find this Abbey. Let's uh, let's go to the Hall of the Unicorn. So we'll talk yeah, to this, this, this priestess of Maliki or whatever. Mm-hmm. The Hall of the Unicorn is a serene place. Oh, hold on. The Hall of the Unicorn, Elventree's Temple of Maliki, is fashioned from the hollowed-out trunk of a towering tree. The Hall of the Unicorn is a serene place, even by the generally placid standards of Elventree as a whole. The entrance to the temple is carved into the hollow trunk of a vast oak, whose branches spiral overhead, resembling an enormous pair of antlers. Wildflower and colorful mosses grow along the walls, and a sense of peace and harmony soothes you, sweeping out the temple's archway with a crude 
Cobb Broom is a female gnome. She wears simple green robes, and sprigs of fern wind through her hair. As she looks up at you from her task, her eyes widen. Oh, oh, you're here already. Come, come. Get over here, she calls over her shoulder as she bustles inside. Uh, through the doorway, you see an enormous wooden statue of a unicorn, captured in flawless detail. Let me see. Where did I put the saucers? At, I oh, stand oh. idly. No, I do my uh, idle we, animation we, we as a way for her to do whatever the, she's doing. The gnome reappears bearing a platter of fresh honey cakes and some delicious-looking pastries and a steaming pot of tea. Now we can make for a proper welcome. I am Serenia, but if you're here for the reason I suspect... You'll already have known that. Elanil's already given me some of the basics. What do you need to know? Uh, we need to know where the, uh... Where are we going, guys? The necropolis or something? Yeah, I think it was the necropolis. I think it was the abbey. <laughs> oh, well, the ruin of Eventide Abbey is located within the Starwood, south of Elventry. Great. Ah, that's good enough for me. <laughs> forging directly into the wood is not advisable, as those forced-twisting paths would soon become hopelessly lost. There is fortunately an old path that was used on pilgrimages long ago. To find the path, take the road called the Moon Sea Ride south from Hillsfar into Cormanthum. You'll pass through the Rimwood and recognize the beginnings of the Midwood when you start to see white ash and beech trees Jesus mixed in among Christ. the pines. <laughs> <laughs> Look for a path ranging east off the Moon Sea Ride near the border of the Mid, <laughs> and you'll find your trail. Great. Could you Traveling I to the site of the Abbey on foot can be achieved in under a ten day at a brisk pace. The journey can be made a couple of days shorter by using mounts. <laughs> but I'll warn you, okay. the journey <laughs> isn't just a stroll in the woods, as the unprepared soon learn. The deeper stretches of the forest can experience total darkness, even at high sun, and scaling the ancient trees can be as perilous as any mountain climb. Some even find resting in the forest to be difficult, their senses overwhelmed, and their dreams trouble. After all, Cormanthor is an ancient forest whose origins were long forgotten. Oh my god. Even before the <laughs> elves walked the land, it is divided so into First, During this conversation, you, you look over and you see that Wolfana has constructed watches and is handing them out so that people can look at them. Oh. And just kind of like tap their foot. Yo, these are cool. Pretty nice. She, she, <coughs> she sees you doing this and she says, Oh, I, I'm I'm sorry. I Was I rambling? Yes. Hey, guy, hey, guys, can you two get the griffin ready? I'll get the last bit of information out of her. Don't worry, just go on. Sounds good. All right, let's get ready to go, buddy. All right, yeah, I hop up on the griffin and put my headphones in. Yeah, once <laughs> they are not paying attention, uh, I, I bite and kill her as a vampire. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to need you to roll to hit. Okay, we'll hit, do an old unarmed strike with that. Hang on, I got 500 different things here. Uh, so yeah, Let's so you know, whatever your name is, uh, you know, I, I was a paladin for most of the time, but then I decided to try out some, you know, blood 16 hunting. 16 to hit. Okay. Um, Ooh, yeah, so sounds very interesting. She just keeps on talking um, as, as oh, no. she slowly <laughs> begins to succumb. She says, 
It is divided into three regions. First, the, <laughs> the rimwood, loose, low growth that spans a 10 mile perimeter around the forest. And second, the midwood, the bulk of the forest. The dense canopy shelters a thriving variety of plant and animal life. And then she collapsed. Uh, great. So I do, yeah, 10. Ten piercing damage. I just I suck all the blood right out of her, and okay. then I then I cast some spell that because uh, I'm also a death cleric mm. um, that just makes sure <laughs> a uh, death cleric vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's perfect. I just I like touch her, and her her body just fades and like ash, and there's no evidence that she was ever there. So as the the body fades to ash, like it's uh, like it's Buffy, um, you notice that. Uh, as her hand fades away, it was clutching a note, and you. Uh, I pick up the note. You pick up the note, and as you unfurl it, it says, "Don't forget to tell the adventurers about the secret mission." Uh, I guess we, uh, oops! <laughs> did you obtain that information through your vampirism? Yeah, uh, no, you you didn't see it, so you can't ask. Do you have a? Um, do you have a speak with dead? I guess just keep her head with us, and you can ask late. her tomorrow. <laughs> no, I I don't have speak with dead. I don't think it's. As a cleric, I think you should at least be able to prepare it. Oh yeah, hang on, let me let me check. She's yeah, already I'll gone. Her head She's turned and, to dust. And uh, put it on my. Um... <laughs> nope, her head's gone. It's dust. <laughs> I've got I've got animate dead. That's even better. But you can't because she's on. dust. I hadn't prepared any of my spells yeah. apparently. What's your favorite spell that you have? Mine is animate dead. Mm. So you, mine's, you have this discussion wounds. on the road. When the party has gathered the necessary information and made whatever preparations they desire, they can set out for the Abbey. Their journey takes them first west towards Hillsfar before turning south on the Moon Sea Ride that cuts through the forest Gormenthal. The trip from Elventry to the edge of the forest is not the focus of this adventure and can be quickly narrowed. Um, but since I think it's useful to give you a sense of distance, I'll tell you right now that it is 80 miles... From Elven Trader to the Rimwood, 10 miles from Rimwood to the Midwood, 25 miles from Midwood to the Starwood, 50 miles from the Starwood to Eventide Abbey. The stragglers you pass along the road outside of Hillsfar draw hoods and avert their eyes from a distance as they see your griffin fly overhead. These are unfriendly times, and a stray glance is as likely to earn you a drawn blade as it is a Greek. The dusty miles roll by uneventfully until, in the distance, you make out the sea of shadowy trees that swallow the horizon. You have arrived. At the forest, Cormantho. Hey guys, I think we made it. Onward. <clears throat> We're not moving quickly enough. Let's get off the Griffin and, and walk, because I think is... that'd be more fun. Yeah, all right, let's do that. Well, Thana was trying to put, uh, was trying to build rockets to attach to the Griffin to make us go faster, but mm. they malfunction and the Griffin gets grounded. Oh my god! <laughs> it explodes and we all fall uh, yeah. off from a hundred uh, feet. All right, beat it, beat it, Griffin, and I'll, I'll dismiss the Griffin back to. So Wolthana was a was cold night and his O rings were acting up. Yeah, Wolthana was oh, masturbating yeah, yeah. on the Griffin and is now uh, barred from right. Griffin yeah, flights. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm gonna need you all to keep track of your madness level. It starts at zero. All right, done. <clears throat> uh, let me find some spooky forest sounds. Hey, so what are your guys' names again? I already forgot. Wilthana. Wilthana, hey. At Xanderol, and it says it at the bottom if you're ever curious. I'm Throck. You're not Ref? I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to change that. It's in the gear icon, personalization, and display. Oh. Yep. Wow, not only a Foundry Master, but Roll20 as well. That's something else. I'm a, I'm a quick study. 
boy, and Sanderall. <laughs> that was a random name. <laughs> yep, I, I you was. Call yourself the Faithless. Yeah, I was. I was a paladin, but then I, you know, broke my oath and became a blood hunter. And then I became a wizard, and that didn't really work well, out either. Well, then I took this feat to go to this wizard school, but that didn't really work out. And also, yeah, there was a dragon involved somewhere. I'm really kind of hazy on that. Yeah, Wolf says, let me tell you about me. I and as he a... says that, I begin delivering <laughs> flavor tones. All right. The outermost section of Cormanthor, the Rimwood, is a 10-mile-wide band of pine trees that separates the deeper reaches of the Midwood and the Starwood from the wider world. Passing under the first trees that mark the border of the forest Cormanthor, you are struck by the age and majesty of the place. There is power to be found in the ancient places of the world, and it is easy to imagine this wood standing sentinel at the dawn of Faerun. It is now nighttime. The general features the of the Rimwood section of, of Cormanthor are as follows. Trees. The shallow-rooted Blue Ridge and needle-leaf pines that grow here are well-suited to the Rimwood's sandy soil. The trees are widely spaced, rarely touching, and most are around 20 feet tall. Light. The trees in the Rimwood are small enough and spaced far enough apart that they do not interfere with normal daylight. Not that you would know that, because it's nighttime. Sounds. A thick carpet of springy pine needles dampens the Rimwood forest floor, reducing footfalls to near silence and granting advantage to creatures attempting to move silently. Fauna. Sparse vegetation makes larger mammals less common in the Rimwood, but winged insects and the birds that prey upon them thrive. Uh, you see that, despite the fact that it is now night, Throck has not taken off his uh, V for Vendetta get-up mm. <laughs> uh, that, that he rolls around in, because, you know, it seems like he probably started wearing this a long time ago just to protect himself from the sunlight, but now it's just part of his look, and that's just what he does. Mm. Uh, so, well, Thana, finish telling me about yourself. Oh, yes, I uh, was an artificer as a child, but then I decided that that was not really my thing, so I became a sorcerer. But then I decided, what if I made it so that both of those skill sets were completely useless by becoming a barbarian instead and getting a feature that made it so I can't cast spells? <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you mentioned that. Uh... I spent most of my life, uh, of course I'm still alive now, but I spent most of my life as a monk, uh, really loving the sunlight, uh, and then I got bitten by a vampire. I mean, I, uh, you know, I just, I, de I developed an allergy to sunlight, which is kind of ironic. I got really bad about it and sort of became a bit barbarous myself, but I came to calm down and accept my, uh, being totally alive normally status, and, uh, but, you know, I just started caring more about death or something. And now I've got to focus on that more. Does that make sense? Not at all. What a weird fucking group of people we are. <laughs> For real. Well, it's too bad neither of you are undead or fiends, because if you were, you'd get a plus one bonus to melee weapon damage rolls while you were around me. <laughs> you don't say. And yeah. I write that down. <laughs> yeah, you, you see, you see Throg like scrambling to jot something down. And you say, Whoa. Yeah, the the, un, the undead tiefling next to you goes, interesting, interesting. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, what are we doing again? I think we're finding something. Uh, yeah, Just off find... the road, you see a shallow pit, forty feet across, and perhaps fifteen feet deep at its lowest point. Hey, check out that pit. 
a one-foot-high ridge of displaced dirt and loose stones encircles the depression. Oh my god, and displaced the smell dirt was corvid here? rotting meat pervades the air. <laughs> there are god several stinks. downed trees, mostly smaller pines, in the area surrounding the pit. The ground nearby is stained with blood and occasional scraps of fur. Hey guys, what do you think happened here? Looks like a so good place stupid. to set up camp. I don't care. Let's find the middle of the abbey and deposit this bo- the, the coin or whatever, and then get our gold. Let's see if there's anything cool in this pit. I'll All poke right, my fine. head over the pit. <laughs> it looks like the ground within the pit is covered with a fine white powder. Make a medicine check. Oh, actually, who's going inside the pit? Uh, me. I'll go inside the pit. Okay, you guys all go inside the pit. Uh, give me some medicine checks. Seven. You can't really tell if it's white. It's nighttime, so... I got a 20. Okay. Uh, I- you can <laughs> see that it's, uh, crushed bone. Ooh. I lick it. I guess the important hey, thing is... this is crushed bone. <laughs> can we- can we snort it? Well, you can. And you should. Oh my god, two Tarasks uh, just appeared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden you hear a tremoring. And hey, you do you guys hear something? That this isn't a hole, it's a nest. Oh, god. Oh my god, guys, it's a nest. <laughs> Everybody roll initiative. Solid 10. 20. 18, baby. Oh, but the initiative tracker loss. wasn't active. But it could Snap. be. Snap. If I could find it. Don't forget to click your token before you roll initiative. Right, I forgot they had to do that. Uh, okay. Now his name is Bob the Improbable. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the original name before. Uh... That's a great name. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know why it still says that because I changed it to Wolfana. But yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, uh, as you hear the ground trembling, you feel it as you rub the dust between your I fingers, can feel and uh, it. Bob the Improbable looks up and says, "Bone dust." And then these two giant, almost rhinoceros-looking forms rise up, and you can see their gaping maws open in the moonlight. Uh, and who's up first? Looks like Bob the Improbable. Yeah. All right. Let me figure out what I want to do here. I've got so many options. Um, Bob the Improbable is going to go into a rage <laughs> and then walk up to... This Tarask on the on the left. Well, hold side on. Can you explain pit. what he's so angry about? It's just so he's he's just kind of mad all the time about the life decisions that have led him to <laughs> to this point of having like all of these cool tools, but he can't utilize them all concurrently, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> in order to use his barbarian features, he basically has to not use any of his spellcasting. Um, so he's he's you know that's the secret. He's always angry. Oh. And the this seems like a good target to take it out on. And it, what, what bothers him is that the most satisfying way for him to vent his anger is to do the same thing that makes him so pissed off anyway, oh, which is going no. into a rage. So it's wow. kind of a wow. it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, it's very self destructive. This guy, he should yeah. seek help. Yeah, he he should, but <laughs> he's not a fucking pussy. <laughs> All right, he has a mace. He's going to use it. Um. There's some artificer features that make it seem like I should be able to beef up the mace, but I hadn't uh, taken the time to look into that at all. So I guess it's just an unmodified mace, whatever. And uh, he will attack. He has a 25 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. For five damage. Wow. 
and then okay. you will attack again, 17 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. For 10 damage. Don't forget to add your rage damage. Alright. Uh, Hold on, I got. let me scroll down to the barbarian section of my features. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so add 4 to that, because I get plus 2 melee damage um, with strength weapons. Okay, so that's uh, 14 damage? Um, for the second it, hit? It, it's, yeah, so... It's a total of 19 damage. Yep, got it. Okay, so you... This thing crashes out of the ground and leaps towards the sky, mouth open. And then as it's coming back down, um, you deftly hit it twice with your mace. Um, and uh, you, you knock some scales off of its powerful legs and draw blood. Very, but it looks like nice. this creature still has a lot of fight in it. As if it could ever face me. Okay. Well, the creature is up. So what we so have So real here, quick, it, it shouldn't be. The turn order isn't actually in roll order. And? <laughs> and Throck is up. Do you have any questions? None at all. Throck calmly turns to face the... Whatever this thing is <laughs> in front of him and goes, Don't worry, guys. I got this. And bolts of sunlight erupt from his hands mm. <laughs> uh, because he's a sun soul monk. <laughs> uh, so uh, he has. So he's gonna do this, I guess, three times. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll just do it three times. So the first one is a seventeen to hit. The second one, ooh, I rolled a natty one on. Um, so I'll just I'll not do the last one. So the damage for the first one. Is eight damage. It's like not really shown up, but anyway. So he does. Uh, he did this bolt of sunlight flies out of his hand, uh, and then he remembers. Ah, oh, shit! I'm a vampire, <laughs> and he, he goes. He goes temporarily blind mm. because. Ah, oh, why do I keep doing that? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a vampire. Yeah. After uh, burning but, his but, hands with his sunlight, he plunges them into a a bowl of holy water that he has. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> um. And I guess that will conclude Throck's turn. Okay. That was um, a mistake. Before we move on to Ed Sandoral, the Faithless, uh, just to clarify the scene here. So, it's nighttime. We're in the Rimwood, a low pine forest where the trees blot out any light that could come from the stars and the moon. Um, the characters have found a pit, uh, 40 feet long, 15 feet deep. It's roughly pill-shaped. And uh, climbing over the berm of dirt and stones on the outside, they went down to the bottom to investigate the strange white powder, which they discovered to be bone, and were attacked by two fearsome creatures that burrowed out of the ground at Sandoral the Faithless Shiro. All right. First off, do you happen to know why my token just doubled in size? Uh, I enlarged the wrong token. Ah. Is that better? Yeah, that's perfect. Uh... And Sandoral, the Faithless, is going to approach. Um, it's going to approach the uh, the larger beast, the one that um, Throck is is fighting, and um, he's going to mutter to himself, "You deserve this because you only hurt the other, the people around you." And he is going to cut himself, and oh my, <laughs> and fling the blood oh. at the beast, and. Oh, man. Uh, 
he's going to, as a bonus action, invoke the blood curse uh, of the marked uh, <laughs> on this thing. I, I, there you go. Um, so this creature has now been marked with uh, the blood curse of the marked. Um, and I'm amplifying it, so I'm going to take another uh, d4 of damage. So I'll take two points of damage as I, I cut myself. Um, and that'll also be my blood maledict. Um, okay. Oh, you can roll an additional Hemocraft die. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I can do it now. Um, and then I will pull out my long sword and be like, I can't live in this world anymore. Uh, and then <laughs> turn, this guy's so edgy. I love him. Turn my uh, attack on him. So I'll take the first of two attacks. And um, because I amplified my Blood Curse of the Marked, um, I have advantage on this. Uh, so I'll swing with the long sword. Uh, come on, with advantage. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. If that will hit. Okay. Oh, wow. So many options here. Okay, so it takes uh, nine points. So five, five points of slashing damage, um, four points of radiant damage for a total of nine damage plus a d4 of the hemo dice. Yeah, roll one of your hemo dice. Yeah, just one of the hemo dice. Hemocraft dice. I want to roll a hemo dice. Wait a minute. Just click the... There's a button uh, on the left toolbar that says Hemocraft. No, there isn't. <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> I think it's a D4. I, I'm not sure, but I think it's a D4. So true. I'm just, uh, another point of damage for 10. Um, all right. So then I'm going to attack for a second time um, with my long sword. Uh, oh, I don't know why that rolled twice. Uh, does a 14 hit? Uh, no. Okay. Um, and then, uh, and Sandral, the faithless, looks glumly to the ground and says, I can't do anything right. Uh, and that ends his turn. Yeah, Throck doesn't really know what's up with this guy, but he does like the part where he gets blood everywhere. <laughs> and he starts, he starts eyeing and add Sandral, the faithless, hungrily. Yeah, there's like blood, I, pretty long cut, and then, he <laughs> This is really good. Duncan just put some Hemocraft polyhedral dice set. How about they're sold out? Yep. Okay. Oh, th- yeah, those are really cool. Made with real blood. Well, uh, so there are two of these animals down here in the pit with you. One of them is larger than the other, but the other one is the same size. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> of course. Mm. Uh, and the one on the right side, the one to the east, closest to... Who's this guy? That's Ed Sandoral. Ed Sandoral the Faithless? Right. Ed Sandoral the Faithless. Um, and he turns his head and looks at you with a red eye set deep into a large skull, and then squats and leaps high into the air. And at first you think, is he trying to leave the pit? But you quickly realize that no. He's trying to jump on top of you. Uh-oh. Make a... Make a strength or dexterity saving throw. Pl- target's choice. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're both a plus one. Um, 
Uh, and Sandoril, the why uh, the faithless is gonna say, uh, "Does this even really matter?" Wow. Uh, he rolls a three. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> oh wait, but but no, because I'm a paladin, um, I get to add uh, plus one bonus to all saving throws. So it's actually a four. Huh? Nice. Okay. Well, <laughs> you uh, let's see. Never mind. That's already included. It's just a plus three. Oh. It's just a three. Does a 17 hit? Um, it does not. Oh. Well, then, uh, he straddles you. It's like he was just fucking with you. He crashes, and you brace yourself like, maybe this is going to be it. Um, but, uh, you see a giant leg, four legs surrounding you. Um, and he doesn't crush you after all. Uh, those watching see uh, almost a passing look of happiness in Ansandral's face as finally, after all this time, he feels the touch of another living thing. Oh, wow. Um, but as he's standing there smiling, the rest of the group sees his jaws snap shut right behind you. And the, the other monster on the other side of the pit, not the larger one, but the one that's the same size... Um, <laughs> he leaps just like his uh, his friend um, this time aiming for Bob the improbable <laughs> fucking good luck and I'm going to need a strength or dexterity saving throw hmm uh, do I get a bonus to strength saving throws because I'm raging not at my table oh okay <laughs> I get advantage you get plus one Oh, wait, no, you're more than 30 feet away from me. You get advantage on strength checks and saving throws. I do, which is good because that first roll was a seven. Okay, well, he actually just jumps straight up and then falls straight down. Oh. And and achieves nothing. (laughs) And achieves nothing, but then he tries to bite you. Okay. I have an AC of 16. Uh, Well, he tries to bite you, but um, he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Bob the Improbable is up. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he is. And uh, so, oh, actually, to... just just to summarize what's happened so far, both of the creatures have leaped and landed. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Bob the Improbable is up. Bob the Improbable says, "Fuck this shit," and cancels. My name is actually Will Thada. <laughs> yeah, cancels his rage. Um, and is <laughs> going and is going to cast Ray of Frost, uh, which is absurdly powerful despite being just a cantrip. So that's a 22 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. 22. A damage. Cold damage. Mm. Aims it right at the, right at the thing's uh, cock. Wow. Man. These are the edgiest dice I've ever seen. Oh my god. I'm getting a work call. Of course you are. Alright, well let's take a break and talk about edgy dice. <laughs> yeah, so what, what dice are you even referring to here? I dropped another set in the... Uh, Oh. In the chat, they're called blood rage dice. <laughs> okay, hemocraft dice. You know, Shepard wouldn't get as many work calls if he just quit his job. Yeah. Ooh, actually, I found some other dice called Shadow Assassin. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah, I also think that Shepard should lose his job. That's what you were saying, right? Uh, yeah, I think okay, we sorry, should. Sorry, I'm back. What's going on? Uh, we were talking about how we were going to get in touch with your supervisors and try to get you fired so that this wouldn't happen anymore. 
Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I was just going to say that you raped my uh, avatar on the metaverse. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh oh. Okay. I assume it's my turn. Yeah, you. now that you're inspired by Bob the Improbable's super cool comeback. Well, uh -huh. really, really, it's not a comeback. There, there haven't been a lot of problems on the left side of the battlefield here. Oh, sure. Uh, well, what Throck decides is, you know what? I don't even care about this. And he goes to try to suck the blood out of uh, Ad Sanderall, the faceless. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm inside the creature, though, right? Yeah. Oh, so, you've been eaten yeah, by it? No, 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 no. Like it's right standing over the top of it. He's between well, yeah, its it. four legs. Oh, I thought it's, okay. I thought its jaws came down on me. No, no, it's it, it snapped its jaw shut behind you. Uh, okay. Okay, so it sounds like I should I should still be able to do this. Yeah, and he's probably distracted, so uh, I should probably get advantage. Yeah, you don't though. Uh, you you can you can bite him, but you don't get advantage. Are you okay, rolling on another player? Yeah. I require two player consent. I I consent to this, and I will also remind you you get plus one because of the aura. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> ah, twelve. Uh, that won't, that, that's that won't okay. hit. That's okay. I get I get two attacks in an action, so I'll just do it again. Seventeen. That will also not hit. What what if it's eighteen though? Uh, eighteen meets my armor class. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay, great. All right, got him. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bite him. Nice. So I've done eleven. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's necrotic damage. Uh, to you, and I'm 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 trying to Actually, just suck as much blood as possible. Actually, out of you. as you. As you go into bite, you finally you see a hole through the armor, and you go, "Now's my chance." I'm going in. Um, these ethereal, um, ghost-like, draconic wings emerge from the sides of my body and just kind of wrap themselves around my back, and you're uh, unable to penetrate them. As I get a plus six bonus to my AC. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, plus six bonus, huh? Okay, time to use some key points to do something. <laughs> uh, or what do I have? What do I have? Uh, reaction here, or a bonus action? Um, okay, I get mad about that, uh, and I cast uh, burning hands um, <laughs> against both you and the creature, because uh, now I'm just now I'm pissed off, uh, and because I'm a sun soul monk, I can do that very powerfully. Um, I'm just gonna burn literally every key point I have to bust this out at level 9. Um, so, let me see. Yeah, okay, I can spend two key points to cast the Burning Hand spell as a bonus action. You can spend additional key points to increase the spell level uh, up to a max of 6. So I'm gonna spend a total of 8 key points to do this spell at level 6. Um, where are my fucking key points? Okay. Okay, so... I need you to roll a dexterity saving throw, which I think you should be at disadvantage for. Uh, wh why my disadvantage? Because you're like on the ground or something. I don't know. Okay, sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seven and a six. Okay, great. Um, so, and then also the the creature needs to roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh my god. Uh, six. Okay, so that'll fail. Okay, so you're both gonna take twenty-eight fire damage. I go, I was hungry, damn it. <laughs> uh, and I guess that's it. <laughs> mm. All right. Add Sanderall. If only my two-hit two modifier wasn't so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> da -da -da -da. What looks good. Um, uh, Add Sanderall uh, is going to turn 
and uh, look at Throck and say, that wasn't very nice, but I probably deserved it. You seem kind of cranky, though. <laughs> Why don't you lay down and I'll cast command on the word down. Oh, my God. To me? Yep. Okay. What, what if I don't consent? <laughs> <laughs> That's too late for that. Okay. What do I need? Charisma saving throw? I'd say wisdom. Wisdom 15. Did it tell? Does it tell you the save? Yeah, there it is. Wisdom 15. Okay. Oh, me... fifth level. No, I'm casting that at first. What the heck? Okay. <sighs> okay. Wisdom. Oh, good thing I'm plus nine to that. Oh. But of course I rolled a four. <laughs> so I got a 13. <laughs> okay. So on, on your next turn... You have to go prone, and then that ends your turn. Well, wait, because I'm a vampire, and some certain other things. I have some. Uh, let me. I've got some immunities. Okay. I think one of them might be. Is this considered being charmed? Um, it's an enchantment. That's the school of magic. It, it doesn't have the charm um, condition. All right. Yeah. Screw it. I guess it just works. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay. So I'll do that on my next turn. I guess. Oh. It does. It says the spell has no effect if the target is undead. Oh, I'm undead. Sorry. <laughs> I go, uh, uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just confused. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, then I'm going to, uh, that, that'll be, that's fine. Sure. You know, I guess you don't have to, you know, and then it's my turn. <laughs> okay. Well, it's the larger beast's turn and he's going after Throck. Oh, no. Uh, Rock. He, he takes a look at you and he bites you twice. <laughs> I doubt it. That's a 22 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. Uh, 26 piercing damage. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, and a 15 to hit. That will miss. 28 piercing damage. Well, good thing it didn't hit. Mm. Um, I think I've got a reaction spell. One sec. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, this is Adventures League. We don't do reactions. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Oh, I think I don't because I'm actually... I'm a Stygian uh, tiefling. Oh, of course. Uh, so I don't have the uh, the hellish rebuke I don't have. So never mind. Well, anyway, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's now the other... Um, the equally sized, the, the but other smaller equally one. sized beast's turn, and he leaps. Sky Oh, disappearing through the pines. You wonder if he'll be back. And <laughs> oh you see goodness. that he is coming back. Oh, Fast. What a feat of athleticism. Um, and he's coming right at Bob the Improbable. But how accurately? <laughs> uh, he's not accurate, but he's precise. <laughs> so he lands in the same spot. <laughs> Which for a one-time strike is what really matters. Uh, does a 17 hit? Yes. Uh, he does 32... 300 damage. damage. Ooh, 32. Yeah. Or and I'm going to need you to make a strength or uh, damage. Dexterity saving throw. Oh, and I'm not raging, so I take the full damage and I don't get advantage. Yeah. I got the 22. Okay. Bang. Well, you'll be fine. Hmm. Uh, and that's it. It's about the improbable strength. I am going to cast Ray of Sickness. Sweet. <laughs> um, at... <laughs> I, I really Fifth want Wolfana to finish up her beast and then turn around and then just find that, like, Ansandoral and uh, yeah. Throck have killed each other and the beast is just yeah, eating right. on well, them. More gold <laughs> for me. Okay. Ugh. Oh, that's a 12 to hit. 
Uh, 12 will not hit, I'm afraid. Damn it. No, I think that's that's the damage, I think. It's a constitution save, isn't it? No, no, it's a, it's a two hit, and then it does damage, and also they make a constitution save and be able to determine if they get poisoned by it. So, the 12 doesn't hit. It would have done 35 damage. Bob is uh, depressed and goes into a rage again because he's so mad about it. Oh my. He's just going to kind of flip back and forth from turn to turn. So basically what, what happens is this thing comes in, lands on him. He gets hurt. He tries to cast a spell and misses and goes, fuck! And he's, he's getting ready for the next turn. Mm. Get ready for the next turn. So, All right. I assume that means Throck is up. That does mean Throck is up. But let's do a little bit of recapping first, just to keep the audience, you know, have a clear Engaged. mental picture in their minds. Audience, please lean back and close your eyes. I'm going to get you up to speed. Um, each of the beasts, well, one of them has jumped once. The other has jumped twice. And the characters are fighting them in a pit in the forest. Throck is up. Fighting them, fighting each other, whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, Trying to bite Throck, each other, failing somehow. <laughs> Throck looks up to the moon and, and breathes deeply, and you see that his skin mends. Because <laughs> um, he's a vampire. Uh, from the slight damage that this beast has done. And then he focuses attention back on uh, <laughs> Ed Sandoral, his true enemy. Um, <laughs> what's he going to do? Um, all right, so are you on the ground? Like, are you prone or something? I think it's I think standing so. over me. That I don't okay. know, DM. What's the what's the rule, Duncan? He's standing over, uh, but okay. uh, yeah, you're not prone. Okay, um, I'm going to, hmm, I'm going to cast hold person on you. Say so stop moving. <laughs> um, so you need to make a uh, DC 17 wisdom saving throw. Damn it! It's a 20. It's a 20. Well, that that seems to have worked. So it just pew, fizzles out, and I go shit. <laughs> Um, and then, so that's one of my spell slots. And then, uh, as a bonus action, uh, I do nothing. <laughs> I just stand there with my arms crossed and go, You just wait another six seconds. And that completes my turn. <laughs> oh my just god. Wait another six seconds. Um, well, then that means it's Ed Sandoral the Faithless's turn. And Sandoral the Faceless is. Uh, gosh, what is he gonna do? Um, I like we have to check our entire character sheet every time. I, I know. Like, I'm going to get some now. What do I got? Um, Cinderella the Faithless is gonna turn around and uh, and say, "You should look away. It's uh, it's not good to watch two close friends fight like this." Uh, and I'll place my hand upon the beast and cast uh, <laughs> inflict wounds at fifth level. Um. So let's see if I hit. Uh, that's a natural one. You accidentally touch yourself. Yeah. You back your hand away and you touch your own chest. <laughs> so you accidentally touch Throck. <laughs> okay. No, no, you, you, don't. you I, don't. Okay. Um, that's pick, okay. I, I'm a. I, I have resistance to necrotic damage anyway. Pick yeah. one of your limbs uh, uh, at Sandoral the Faithless. And Sandoral's uh, left arm. Okay, it withers and falls off. Oh, sweet. Okay, I lose my shield. Yeah. He goes, I didn't deserve a left arm anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Jesus. the end of his turn. Sweet. Okay. I mean, hey, you know, that's just how it goes. 
That's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes, you know? You yeah. go to attack, you lose an arm. Yeah. yeah. It's life. That's it D&D, kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, it's the larger beast's turn. And what does he do? He leaps. Oh, no, not again. Who could have foreseen this? And he comes straight back down where he started and waits patiently. <laughs> it's the other beast's turn, not the larger one. And he leaps. Are you ready, Bob the Improbable? Super duper ready. I, I It's played out very, very differently the last two times. He so. comes down on the other side of you this time. Oh, my God. Oh, no, he's flanking you now. Oh. <laughs> Luckily, I'm raging. So how, how does he do? Oh, he doesn't do anything. He just changed sides. Oh, he so he didn't he didn't like try to land on me. He you don't know what he tried to do, but you know he didn't land on. You. Okay, I I turn around and raise my mace above my head and say, "It's time for you to die, boy." It's about the improbable's turn now. Yeah, it is. And I figured out how to do my like enchanty thing. I accidentally rolled initiative, ignore that. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, that's a ooh. That's a crit with my mace. Oh my god. Right, you went from getting like pl- like four to hit to a 32 to hit. That's I'm, I'm plus 12 to hit with this mace. Um, that's 13, actually 15 damage. I thought you canceled your rage, huh? No, no, no. Mm. I re-enabled it last time. Last oh, that's right. After I missed with my spell. And then that's a 25 to hit for 14 damage. So that's 29 damage this turn. I'm just beating it up. I'm trying to hit both of its eyes. Oh my god. Yeah. Stop looking at me, you bitch. So what's the total damage here? 12... 29. 29. Okay. Um, so you you pop both of its eyes out. Nice. And it looks at you and emits a high-pitched shriek. And then you hear an echo come back and it looks at you and says, I still know where everything is. Oh. Hmm. Bob the Improbable shrugs and says, It won't matter for long. It looks at you and says, My eyes are vestigial. (laughs) Oh my. Cool. Throck is up. Having seen Ad Sandoral's uh, arm wither away, he loses his appetite for this man's blood and goes, Never mind. And he just starts attacking the beast instead. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's going to... uh, He's just going to start beating it with his stick, the quarterstaff. Uh, so he's going to roll a hit. So 19 to hit for the first attack and a 19 to hit for the second attack. Right, those will both hit. That'll be uh, an 11. Where I don't know where the, this other D8 is coming from. And a 6 to hit. Or sorry, uh, as damage. And then he's going to spend a key point to do, man, to do more attacks. He's going to do two more attacks. 28 to hit. 18 to hit. All this is magical damage, by the way. Mm-hmm. Eight. Oh, my God. And ten. How, what, what's, what's the total here? Okay, so the, the, that's that's all the rolls. What he's doing is he's uh, just whacking this thing about the head with a stick, going, Stop attacking at Sandoral. He's my best friend. Um, <laughs> so he... Jesus Christ, there's so many dice. Um, so we've got uh, six... 14... Um, so we got 35 damage total, all of it magical, as he just beats this thing about the head with a stick. That's it. Wait, sorry, what was the total? <laughs> 35. Okay. Several million from the looks of it. Yeah, like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm just like reading through the, the thread here. Yeah, so yeah, you, beat him, you beat him about the head with your stick, 
and um, you can see that he's more confused by the total than he is harmed by the attack. <laughs> just kind of scratching his head. It, like does, it really does a number on it. Yeah, it's yeah. psychic damage. Uh, at Sanderal the Faithless. Uh, at Sanderal the Faithless, tears begin to form in his eyes as he looks over at Throck and says, I'm your best friend? Yeah. I have a friend? And with a renewed vigor for life, uh, he fearsomely (laughs) (laughs) drives the sword into his breast. Um, He turns and he'll move over here now. Um, And he'll attack one-handed with his longsword. That's a 16 to hit. Uh, That will not hit. Oh. Oh, wait, this isn't adding right. Uh, six plus zero. So the plus six is right, but it should also have a plus two from my aura. So I know that, like you said, it didn't hit, but I like it does, though. So what's that? Does an 18 hit? It should actually be an 18. Uh, 18 does hit. Okay. Um,. So, but a nineteen does a nineteen hit? Does a nineteen hit? I'm How on my twenty. Will twenty yeah. hit? Okay, I got yeah. Twenty-one. Is that okay? My, my proficiency bonus is six, so that's plus six. <laughs> um, which is the plus six it's given me, but it's not giving me the plus two from my aura of hate, which I'm now gonna call aura of friendship. Um, <laughs> sure, you know, tomato, tomato. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever. Oh, fuck. Never mind. It's just the damage rolls not to hit. It totally misses. Wow, but, an epic song. But... Yeah. Uh, but what about God, a 22? Totally Does that hit? Bonus <laughs> but Ansanderil thinks it hits, and he feels better about himself. That's good. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's cool. He goes, well, if it had hit, it would have been pretty cool. <laughs> and, and that's his yeah. turn. <laughs> Doesn't he get another attack, though? Oh, you're right. He totally has two attacks. Uh, <laughs> can I just yeah, check again? Does it oh, well, hit? now how does it hit? Uh, <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Let me look at my shit again. Uh, <laughs> All right, there's this other feature. Um, no. Okay. Okay. Give it up, Faithless. You got this. Uh, <laughs> That's uh oh wait it is advantage on no that's okay it's all right it's all right that, that uh that's Ancestral's turn as he looks pleased with himself and you know what in the end that's kind of what matters maybe he'll stop doing all this self harm now <laughs> we've got to do a short rest before he can do it again anyway okay oh, well okay. the the larger beast reeling from the psychic damage from the last round <laughs> um and just seeing all these numbers floating around him. Uh, doesn't even jump, and he just attempts to bite uh, Throck twice. Good luck, idiot. Once with the left side of his mouth, once with the right. 22 to hit. Hit. 35 piercing damage. Is that considered magical, by the way? Uh, no. Okay, great. I'm resistant to that. Okay. Uh, 24 to hit. That'll hit. 37 piercing damage. Okay. Okay. Um, and he's done. And now the other one is up. <laughs> Whatever. Punk. And uh, he's going to abandon um, Bob the Improbable and go attack uh, Throck. Use your opportunity attack to kill him. Yeah, I, uh, I will, in fact, do that. Well, he's just going to, just before you do that, he's going to bite um, <laughs> fight Throck okay. a couple of times. Uh, 16 and 18 to hit. Uh, both hit. 
Oh, okay, 31 and 36. Wow. Uh, okay, yeah, now, you, now you can go ahead, Bob the Improbable. Yeah, so Bob the Improbable uh, uses his opportunity attack to take a little little thwack at this guy for mm. 11 damage. Okay. This is attack hit? Yes. Okay, it does. All right. Bob is uh, so happy with how that goes that he unrages and goes, Oh, well, I guess I can cast spells again. <laughs> and he casts... Let me scroll down my list here. Um, acid arrow. <laughs> On himself. <laughs> That's a 23 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. That is 29 acid damage. How does he die? Uh, so the acid arrow goes into the, like, the, the holes in his head where his eyes used to be. It worms its way in there, and then he explodes in a shower of acid. And it, it kind of hits everybody else around there, too, and it just kind of, like, stings. Like, it hits them, they're like, ooh, ah, gross. Ah. The, the larger beast shrieks when he sees this and says, No! My wife! Uh, Bob laughs and says, <laughs> We all die eventually. Sids gets us all in the end. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay, so Throt cracks his neck again, and, and you see the, the massive gaping wounds that just appeared all over him. They start to heal immediately. Nice. Um, and he just goes, Want a little more, bitch? And just starts thwacking to the scab of the stick again. Uh, no, you know he's gonna use he's gonna use his sunlight attacks again. He's like, you piss me off now. <laughs> so, same thing. All right, he's gonna miss with that one. He'll hit with that one. He'll hit with that one. And he'll miss with that one. So two of them just go totally skyward, but two bolts of radiant light go straight from his eyeballs right into uh right into this guy's eyeballs for ten radiant damage and eight radiant. So uh, how does uh, eighteen radiant damage? Uh, Sunlight pours into his eyeballs and then he explodes, much like the acid guy had, but with light instead of acid. And I get a sunburn from it. Ow. <laughs> Ooh, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Good. goodness. Hey, etc. you okay, man? Yeah. I go to help him up, but I, I'm, I'm grabbing for his non-existent arm. <laughs> I'm blind right now, so... In I, death, you can see that these two majestic beasts had reached out to touch their paws together. No, no. Uh, and Cinderella just their paws away from each other. Cinderella <laughs> will cut off one of the paws and go. Like, I wonder what this tastes like. Mm, it tastes like shit. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, that was. Hey, how's your arm doing? Uh, it's fine. I, you know, and I, I wasn't really using it that much anyway. <laughs> oh, that's that's cool. <laughs> Neat. Uh, and, and you see that all of the significant damage to my character, he's just like. Vroom! It's like Wolverine, just healing very quickly. Um, Bob the impo- Bob the Improbable ca- casts Healing Word, and I don't know if that regenerates limbs, but... No, there's a spell called Regeneration that I think is 7th level that does that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, so, and Sandra uh, Rock- Sandra's gonna walk up to Wolthana and say, Thanks for trying, and cast Lay on Hands uh, to heal you for 95 hit points. <laughs> just bust all of it. <laughs> and Sandra doesn't half-ass things. He's going all the way in, baby. Even though he lost like five HP the whole time. <laughs> uh, so 
Throck, still being slightly blind from the explosion of sunlight, goes over to touch you and goes, Here, I'll, I'll do some healing too! To uh, Ed Sandral, but he accidentally casts Inflict Wounds by mistake. <laughs> um, I think you get advantage, because I'm like totally let, letting this happen. Yeah. Um, so, 16 to hit, but with advantage, well, it's actually a 25 to hit. <laughs> 16 hits anyway, because um, I don't have the shield anymore. Yeah. And he does 9 points of necrotic damage. Your, your healing uh, feels kind of funny, friend. <laughs> yeah, the the stump grows shorter. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, hey, I think you know, I, I think I you uh, carterized the wound. That was really nice of you. <laughs> I, it didn't. There's like blood just gushing out, like a like an anime. It's just... I think one of the things right. you would realize now is that my blood is um, salt water. Oh, because I'm a water ganasi. Oh, oh that is interesting. I, I, yeah, I definitely noticed that as I was drinking it. Like, yeah, like, this it tastes like shit. <laughs> it's a little salty. So, well, so what have we learned here? As you thoroughly search. I mean, I could eat more iron if you think that would help with the taste. You find (laughs) the remains of several unwary travelers mixed with the crushed animal bones and larger bits of rotting carcass. And among all this, you find a handful of small gems and gore-covered coins worth a total of 150 gold. Ooh. Okay, great. Hey, why did we jump in this pit again in the first place? Ah. I don't, this looks like a good place to spend the night, don't you think? No, the night is when I like to travel. Oh, okay. I, I guess let's get going then. To the Abbey or whatever. <laughs> right, the Abbey. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's why we were here, wasn't it? Mm. As you climb out of the pit, you see... You you get back on the path, and uh, the woods begin to deep. Trees growing closer together, and a chaotic jumble of branch and leaf. The boundary between the Rimwood and the Midwood must be near but one tree looks much like another, and numerous tracks and paths wind away from the moon sea ride in either direction. Uh, the module's directing me to ask you, what signs are you looking for? Signs that point towards an abbey. Abbey this way. Yeah, <laughs> whichever, whichever way we need to go, that's what we're looking for. Oh, okay, yeah, got it. Um, why don't you guys make a... Why don't you all make a survival check? Hmm... Um, I have advantage so on survival checks to track fey fiends or undead. Does that help? Oh, you know what? Uh, it's a ghost. Oh, do, do any of you have the Cormanthor refugee background? No. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and none of you are druids or rangers, right? I'm actually both. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and make these checks with disadvantage then. <laughs> okay, well, I got a 23 already. Okay. 19. 17. With disadvantage, I got a 13. Okay. Um, well, you've uh, managed to find your way. Uh, Thank the thickening tree canopy fills the forest below with shifting shadows as you plunge into the midwood. The path winds back and forth upon itself in an easily lost tangle, and clusters of briars and nettles overgrow the trails and threaten to choke the life from smaller trees. Cool, where's the abbey? Hmm. Gosh, it looks like hey, they're I- choking the life out of those smaller trees. Maybe we gotta climb these yeah. big trees. I mean, it's it's an abbey by people who had elven tree. Maybe we need to, you know. Hey, speaking of having the life choked out of you, Ed Adderall, man, it sounds like seems like you got some uh, mental health issues, man. Are you okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be fine. I just, you know, I I'm a, a total fuck up, and I, I never succeeded at anything, and I deserve all the bad stuff that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if that's it, then okay, you sure? That seems like a justified reaction to being a total failure, I guess. <laughs> 
But other than that, I'm fine. Yeah, okay, no problem. Agreed. Just want to make sure you're okay. A greater variety of tree species thrive in the rich soil of the midwood, <laughs> including numerous streaks of white ash and beech trees packed tightly among the pines. Even the brightest, even in the brightest hours of day, the dense leaf canopy of the midwood reduces the forest floor to no brighter than dim light. But it's nighttime, so you don't know that. During the day, creatures lacking dark vision or a light source have disadvantage on perception checks. During the evening hours, the forest is heavily obscured by darkness. During the nighttime, the forest is more heavily obscured by darkness. The smell of wet bark and moldering vegetation wafts from rotting logs and damp hollows. What little breeze stirs here, rustles leaves and small branches with a rhythmic, swaying sound that resembles breathing. <laughs> the path opens onto a modestly-sized clearing. This otherwise placid, serene clearing is sullied by a harrowing sight. Around a bend in the clearing, you see a large stag with fur the color of alabaster lying in a bloody ruin on the ground. Pinned beneath it is the body of an elf, clad in tattered leather armor. The brush at the side of the clearing rustles and explodes as a number of immense forms emerge from the cover of the forest, the ground shaking beneath their feet. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, you see that it's a pair of hill giants. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, make a... make a religion check. The most useful check. Seven. Nineteen. Thirteen. Uh, okay, so Bob the Improbable knows that white stags are holy to Labellus and Areth. Okay, got it. Uh, the giants have a, a a giant boar with them as well. Just so. Okay. Hey guys, what's going on? I address them. And you know what? Because we're like not even halfway through this one somehow. <laughs> uh, this is probably a good cliffhanger to end the oh, session on. The suspense! Wow. So I gotta say, um, I do like the randomly generated character approach. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I will say, I, as funny as it's been, I think next time we should turn off multi-classing. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, that's probably a fantastic <laughs> idea. <laughs> I, I also, it took me a while to realize, like, one of the random feats it gave me included a stat, but it never picked which stat. Oh. So oh, I didn't even think oh, interesting. I was just down a stat. Um, I've got stuff on my sheet where it's like, oh, yeah, this comes from something, and I can't find that thing, and I don't yeah, know what it is. There's a there's <laughs> a few things that I'm like, hmm. <laughs> like, one of my spells, it says, oh, you get that because of Reaper. I'm like, what the fuck is Reaper? Um... <laughs> Like, it doesn't seem like. Is that so a, I guess that's part of. It's part of my out? cleric class, but it normally that will just tell you, oh, that's from cleric, not that's from reaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Well, interesting. No, because I do have some spells that say fighting style on it. Oh, okay. All right, there you go. I did um, get some some sort of. Obviously, it's it's just random, but my barbarian is a storm herald, and then my sorcerer is a storm sorcery guy. Oh, it's just coincidental yeah, alignment. Just, just worked out that way. Well, yeah, that's like how I'm I'm a vampire who's also a death cleric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it makes sense. Like he's also a sun soul monk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one not quite so much, but... It's okay. It uh, I, I didn't conflict. end up using the barbarian. I think I have two levels in barbarian. I didn't use that for anything. Yeah, I've got, I'm uh, artificer 11, barbarian 6, sorcerer 3. <laughs> so I actually... Yeah, I'm monk... Uh, 13, Barbarian 2, Cleric 5. Uh. So I actually came out the best. I'm Paladin 19, Bloodhunter 1. Oh. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. And then I have, I have uh, the Strixhaven Initiate feat, which gives me some stuff. Oh. And the okay. Gift of the Metallic Dragon, which also gives me some stuff. And then I also I have the tough and Vampire Thrall. Nice. <laughs> and then I also I have the any. Healer and the Dragon Hide feat. Huh. Yeah. No, this is not quite the character I would build. <laughs> on my own, but it's yeah. not bad. That was I, that was fun though. I feel like we had some really good character development in that fight. <laughs> I really like yeah, your character. Good. He's definitely my favorite. <laughs> also, I had the gladiator background. I forgot to oh, talk I, about that. Same but. gladiator. Oh, I'm a marine. That's pretty cool. We're all like martial. I can I can march up to 16 hours a day now. So shit. Oh, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my flaw was, despite my best efforts, I am unreliable to my friends. I, I think see. I did that one just fine. I forgot to do it, but I do have that one. Mine is, I become irrational when innocent people are hurt. <laughs> right, that's not ever going to come up, so... <laughs> it might. Oh, and All my right, bond is, time. I face danger and evil yeah. to offset uh, next an time, unredeemable act. <laughs> join the players as they fight these hill giants and their giant boar. Sweet. <laughs>